Hello, it is me, fellow worker Jason, once again here for the One Big Podcast, and I'm joined by my co-host, fellow worker Derek. Say hello, Derek. Hey, everybody. And we're also joined by a uh, special guest, Andrew, who is um, organizing at Target. Say hi, Andrew. Hello, everybody. So let's talk Target. Um, first off, I, all I can think of is the Mitch Hedberg joke. I tried to walk into Target, but I missed. But uh, <laughs> wow. uh, and also I used to work at Target and I think we did the same job uh, if uh, I'm correct and it sucked. So let's hear about organizing at Target. Derek, do you have any specific questions? Yeah. So I guess I'm kind of curious, um, you know, how your organizing began, how you got connected with it, what kind of organizing stuff you like, like what has, what has gotten you from the beginning of organizing to where you are now and where are you now? Uh, I, I can talk about me personally. I can talk about the organization as a whole, like how we came to organize. And, and that really started in Virginia um, at a store in a small town, college town in Christianburg, Virginia where they had a problem with management harassing young women um, and went on strike to organize, went on strike to uh, get that guy fired. And that blew up on social media. Uh, it got some local media coverage and went to other places. Uh, the next, uh, the same guy, Adam, was getting messages from Baltimore and New York and my city, Indianapolis, and kind of that's where everybody heard. So it's this viral thing. It went, you know, we created a page in a forum where we can discuss workers' rights. Adam, having member, having been a member of the IWW, already knew, you know, a lot of, you know, organizing principles and used those to his advantage. When I started at Target, it was two years ago. I started on a seasonal temporary position, you know, the, one of those things where they throw out a big net and throw out everybody uh, after, the, after the holidays. Um, but I was able to stay on and quickly, uh, somebody recognized me as a communist. <laughs> we, we had been at a couple of demonstrations together and, uh, they, uh, you know, added me on Facebook and sent me to this group where things are running slow. You know, organizing on social media is not recommended as a, as the 100% strategy, right? You have to actually be there on in person. So where gotta have those gotta have those conversations right right like actual conversation so you know things worked i think a little bit slower um when you have people who are hearing about target workers unite but they don't know necessarily what it is right um it's hard to in person is the best way to explain what the solidarity union is mm -hmm. right you know uh so when everybody's like you should unionize and i'm responding back as a mod on the page we we are a union um mm -hmm. it can kind of be baffling for a lot of people can I, can I just go back to one of the original things you said there you said this started in virginia so i don't i, I i've heard of target organizing a little bit here or there but i don't I, I don't know the full scope of it that campaign in virginia was it successful did 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 we get that manager fired absolutely yeah i'm, I'm sorry i didn't get to that but yeah they got that manager fired uh, as of last night, we're working on getting another manager fired for the same thing. Mm -hmm. um, well, that's the, so that, that's a huge, you know, that's, that's an organizing victory, right? It's a, it's a reminder of just the basic power that workers have. Um, management has convinced so many of us that, that like they are in charge, but here's the reality. If all of us walk out of the store because our managers are garbage or we want something to change, 
uh, management quickly changes its tune. So that's a that's a good and powerful thing for us to remember. So we organized in Virginia. We successfully got a got a got a bad boss fired. Um, we've seen Target organizing across the country. We have an organization that you kind of put together called Target Workers, not like you, but like the workers have put together called Target Workers Unite. Um, and and so that's been so that's been ongoing for a while. What 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 else? What like what else has led you up to this point? Any any other big kind of benchmarks you want to highlight? Yeah, I mean, a lot of what we've been doing is been doing this, uh, you know, educational, you know, know your rights type of stuff, um, you know. And then uh, around the this year, we've really decided to like solidify things a little bit more right we can't just be viral a lot of people are confused about what their role would be in in just talking to us so, you know it's hard to get that that consistent participation that you need um from just talking to people online and being so dispersed across the country um but you know in in right now <laughs> well like, sorry let me go back uh the the follow up to kind of the growth of the the just Facebook page, Twitter presence and and kind of gathering people to to talk and, and do educational courses and everything like that was to do a survey of target workers um, and see what their needs are. Um, we have a, a link for that on our website with the results of that with all kinds of graphs and everything. And the, the survey was pretty broad, pretty detailed. You know, how many people who work at Target have slept in their car, right? Because they had to, you know. Uh, <laughs> exactly. When you're for, those, for, for those morning. of you who for those of you who aren't watching the podcast, <laughs> uh, Jay, Jason, Jason just raised his hand. Yeah. I, well, I wasn't working at Target. I literally had just gotten fired, and then I couldn't afford my trailer, so I became homeless. Thanks, Target. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. You know, that that kind of looking into the effects of how working can also make you even more poor, right? Yeah. You start off working, you start off as a working class person, and then you're making this crappy wage, uh, you know, and then you wind up losing more just to maintain your job because it might be a little bit more consistent here or there, or, you know, back in the day, it was actually good healthcare that you could get from target that you still had to pay for, but it was a, a little bit more affordable. So like getting that survey, getting all that information so we can write our target workers platform, uh, just basically your, your standard 10 point program, but focused on what those needs were expressed to us. We need higher wages. We need better healthcare. Um, it's kind of universal stuff, but you know, we did it based on what target employees told us. And then from there, COVID struck and we immediately planned a, a sick out strike, uh, in May, 2020. It was just for a day. It was just to just show our demands and make sure that they were heard, but it was successful. We had, um, I believe it was about 300 participants. It's a drop in the water, but it's something that people are gonna hear about and, and want to get more involved in it themselves. Um, after that, we determined that we needed to solidify, get people you know, more uh, slotted into roles that they can, they can fill and fill the feel a part of, um, whether it's making media, or, uh, you know, getting these, these uh, petitions and platforms out there, uh, organizing their stores and making sure that they're educated to do that directly. 
and uh, we decided that we, we should file for uh, to be an IU with the IWW. And an IU, for those of you not in the not in the know, is an abbreviation that stands for Industrial Union. It is one of the major organizing components um, of the IWW because we always kind of seek to organize industrially. And, you know, that can be kind of a murky term. What does it mean to organize industrially? And and the answer is simply organizing everybody within kind of an industrial operation, right? So, um, you know, at a, at, a, at a Target store, I imagine that is everybody who works at a Target store from, um, uh, from like cashiers to uh, janitorial and cleaning staff to retail associates who might out, who might also be cashiers. I don't know. And the stockers and the drivers. So it's like the industry that is around and within target. Is that, is that a fair accurate, is that a fair kind of assessment of how you're organizing that industrial union? Yeah. As broadly as possible. We in the stores are only so exploited. You get the truck drivers who can't sleep, but they're exploited maybe in a different way, but they're still target workers the ship shoppers who are doing the gig work, you know, they're getting squeezed, uh, you know, to death. And there's no federal protections for them. We have to stand with them as workers. That's what, you know, the solidarity union means. That's why an IU is important to us because we want to be spread as broadly as possible to encompass as many workers as possible um, and get those distribution centers, the warehouses that they're working from, uh, which are experiencing record COVID breakouts, you know, especially now that COVID's uh, quote unquote over, right? Like quote unquote, they're, they're dropping dead. And, uh, and we're getting more messages from people in warehouses who are also at a, a kind of a cornerstone. You remove that and the whole building kind of collapses. So it's really important to us to go um, wide with it. Yeah. And that is super important because I think a lot of times, um, People will segment themselves, like not see that they're the same as other workers, even in the same like, you know, company or whatever. Like I work at a call center and like the call center would never want to like talk to the on calls like, you know, or like, oh, we couldn't talk to the corporate people. And it's like so just div- these fake divisions where it's like, yeah, but we're all fighting the same thing here. It, it winds up being whack-a-mole if you do it any other way. Yeah. Target right now is squeezing ship shoppers to pay their CEO, Brian Cornell, $77 million, a $50 million increase from last year. You know, that's his annual salary now, more than I could ever think about how I could spend uh, just going to one individual. But ship shoppers are paying for that themselves with their labor. And if they were to organize and get their funds, then it would be us, or it would be the truck drivers, or it'd be the warehouse. It's whack-a-mole if you don't do it collectively as you know, again, cast that wide net um, to, to make sure that you can really take down the bear uh, yeah. with as many people as possible. And that was definitely one of the reasons I, I joined the IWW because I was like, oh, that's such a smart idea. Like then if like the sales associates go on or the team members as a uh, target speak go on a strike and it doesn't, you know, it's not going well, then the truck drivers can join them and then the warehouse can join them after that. And then suddenly you've shut down every target in the country, you know, like that idea was really cool to me. That's the power in the model of organizing industrially. Um, yeah. So, I mean, I see your I see your worker platform here. I, I, I There's a lot of really good phrases in it. Um, so 
the website, you know, I think we can probably post this on our, um, I don't know, Jason, can we post this like as part of, it'll be in the notes of the episode, notes of the episode. Great. So, um, you know, there's a, there's this website, targetworkersunite.com. And this website has a link that goes to the platform that fellow worker Andrew just talked about a moment ago, uh, demanding things like more hours and stable schedules, more training, more staff in each department, healthcare for all, living wages, seniority for veteran workers, democratic control in workers in every shop. Love that demand. Love to see it. Um, workplace transparency and worker respect. I mean, these are all these are all important bread and butter issues, right? These are things that, that workers need to just basically fucking survive. Uh, uh, like most of these more hours, stable schedules. I can't tell you the number of workers in retail, in food service, in social service. Like it's, it's not even just the target industry as I'm sure you're aware, but it's like the amount of people who don't have basic scheduling expectations is completely insane to me. If yeah. you work a year there, you have the expectation that after the holidays, every every year, they've gotten you know they've gotten their sales. Now it's the first quarter, and you know they really want to emphasize how successful they're doing. So they drop everybody's hours to about you know five, fifteen, twenty hours a week. You go from working you know fifty or sixty hours if you're getting as much overtime as you can down to nothing. And uh, that lasts for two or three months. People drop drop out of the job, you know, as quickly as they came in. That is exactly what happened to me because I was also like you, hired on for seasonal stuff. Uh, they wouldn't let us work overtime though. Like if you, they knew your hours, and if you got to like thirty nine, they would find you on the floor and kick you out. Um, but uh, that yeah, I was trying to live alone for the first time. I don't know if I said that, and uh, I you know was not doing well. And then they cut my hours to like fourteen a week, and I was like, oh, I can't afford to live in my um, tra- sh- very shitty trailer in Redford. <laughs> what was that website, Derek? That website was targetworkersunite.com. What other actions have you guys taken? Or is there any um, interesting future plans that you're willing to talk about? Yeah, uh, absolutely. So like, right now we're, we're running a social media campaign to, to try and get this guy uh, fired out of, out of New York. Uh, he's been sexually harassing employees. There's, there's literally uh, on our, Twitter, just Target Workers Unite. Um, there's a change.org petition by that the worker who is being harassed with texts from her friend at the co- at the workplace. You know, warning her, "Hey, hide in the back. He's looking for you." Right? It's some scary stuff, and and that's not the first I've heard of this. You know, obviously we started with something like that. There's been stuff happening in my store, and it's stuff that you know, as a, a male presenting person. I'm not going to be immediately trusted with that information from a coworker who doesn't know me very well. But, you know, I, I had heard that, you know, they just shuffled uh, an assistant manager off to a distribution center who was engaging the same kinds of behavior. So we're getting that guy fired um, to, together. And then as well as we're, we're currently running a petition for hazard pay, you know, COVID's still ongoing um, right now. We're, uh, we're understaffed uh, as, as a lot of people are you know, because we just had a World War II level death count and growing, you know, there's not the workers there to, to replace what's been lost, but everybody's working, you know, 
twice as much doing two times the jobs for half the pay or more like, you know, two or more times the jobs for, for half the pay. And, um, we've, we're demanding a hazard pay right now from, you know, from the target corporation. So there's a petition on our site for that as well. If you're a current target worker, um, and future plans, we're voting and we're having our bylaws meeting, um, here shortly, probably within the next month. And, uh, and once we vote those in, uh, we'll constitute as an IU and, and start setting up, uh, our little, uh, I don't know, cells, cell blocks <laughs> uh, in various regions uh, across the United States. We've got people from LA and, and San Diego to Nevada and then all throughout and to the, uh, to the East coast as well. Would those be industrial union branches? That would be the, that would be the terminology. Yes. Mm-hmm. I only went through training in, in July. So, <laughs> <laughs> so you got a, you, you got a lot of good things there. I think the demand for hazard pay is definitely something that a lot of, that a lot of workers are, are itching for right now. Now we met with a target worker, I want to say six ish months ago, kind of at the height of the pandemic. And, you know, that worker came to us with a lot of really good stuff. That worker came to us with, uh, like a full employee list. Um, they had gone through and and had good assessments for quite a few of their fellow workers, um, but was kind of kind of nervous about initiating a conversation and starting conversations at work. So I'm in the same boat. Uh, same boat as far as starting those conversations. Uh, you know, but a lot of times they you know this is why the IWW organizer training was so important. Uh, to connect it, that emphasizing agitation, you know, you're not there immediately to start a union. You're there to build a relationship with your coworkers first, right? And that's based on a, a mutual understanding of your workplace first, right? And your relationship to your workplace. If you can share that together, then the conversation comes around to solutions to that agitation, those problems that you've been presenting, discussing with your workers workers as well yeah and so and and that's and that's and that's kind of the that's definitely the work of organizing right like that's the work of solidarity organizing and as you know i think we've told many people uh the reality is that um without relationships you don't have you don't have you don't have solidarity if you don't have solidarity you don't have real power um if you don't have solidarity and you eventually go for like a a NLRB recognized union, for example, um, all you have left is a bureaucracy. <laughs> you don't, you don't have, you don't have any, you don't have any kind of worker power. You've built a bureaucracy that now stands alone and good luck to that bureaucracy. So uh, I definitely, I definitely, I definitely feel the, the need to have those conversations. Now that worker uh, didn't end up, I, I like, we kind of lost touch with them and that's the way these things go. But I think it is really empowering that people can reach out to the Target Workers Unite group to to kind of touch base and get involved. What are you doing? Because I know like a lot of folks that we engage with, they get kind of they get kind of nervous about um, talking to people and finding like company spies and company spies are a real thing. Are you doing anything to kind of protect to the best of your ability against company spies? I, I mean, I've learned 
that Target is like a very anti-union company with a whole like handbook about how to identify unions and or union activism and push back against it. So so what steps are you folks taking to kind of, you know, have conversations, but keep workers safe while they're organizing? We're taking, a, you know, as much steps as, as we can. Uh, we monitor heavily any groups that we're in to make sure that somebody does actually work for uh, for Target and not, you know, a law firm specifically designed to union bust. Um, we, you know, in, in our conversations, you know, a, a lot of the time is about, you know, making sure that, you know, you as you, that you're not organizing alone, if possible, you know, that you have somebody else like a, you know, kind of a foothold, right? Somebody that you trust that, you know, knows what's going on as well, that can organize with you, right? Have these conversations with you. It's good to have these one-on-ones with, with as many coworkers as possible, but we recognize that like, also there's a lot of people who just stand management because they want that for themselves. Um, it's difficult on the security front, but like at the same time, it's a lot easier now when there's a lot less to lose, right? Target is working these people to death, you know, in many cases, you know, especially if you're in the warehouses, something that's not publicly facing. And, you know, some people, you know, they literally just don't have much to lose in talking to their coworkers and being honest about what's going on. Yeah, that is one of the few silver linings of the pandemic where it's like people got a snapshot of how little their bosses care. And like, they're just like, you know what? Not worth it. You know, I'm, fuck this job. Fuck you. <laughs> Let's do something about it. Well, and then also, I mean, security is so hard to maintain in some cases. You know, I often I often tell workers that that they should operate in their organizing environment, assuming that the bosses know that they're organizing uh, because right. sooner or later you mention something to the wrong person or, or, or you or a worker that you're organizing with says something in mixed company by accident. Like it's, it's almost an inevitability that, that management, especially in large stores and how many people work at a, at a target store on average, would you say, like, if you had to guess, is it more than a hundred? I would say so, uh, especially like for super targets, larger target stores, it's definitely more than a hundred. I've got, I think it's about, uh, normally it's about 120 at my store. Uh, mm-hmm. if we're fully staffed, uh, they post those schedules on the wall so I can take a picture, get my, you know, list of names that I can go and talk to and know exactly where these relationships are. I saw those, the, the pages of, of names just disappear. Right. So we go from, you know, nine pages of names to eight to seven because they've, you know, they've left, but, uh, I think, you know, our store operates about 120. I think a super target would probably operate as uh, like double that to cover all the ships. And with that many people, like there's only so much operational security you can kind of put into place. And I think it's important to highlight that ultimately our number one form of security is always going to be is always going to be um, solidarity. Right. It's going to be numbers. It's going to be you can't fire us um, and then walking out and shutting down the store like that's that's the power that workers bring to bear when the boss begins to retaliate. So those are all things for us to for us to keep in mind not that many people are going to want to join a signal or like do whatever and it's just like you know what 
my 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 security is if you fire me, everybody will leave the store. Right. I mean, if if you fire me, they will know exactly why you fired me because yeah. I talked to you about joining a union that they didn't want me to talk to you about. So you can be afraid of that, which in this day and age is ridiculous. You can get a, a different job. It's very possible to do so, and you know you will still have to fight for the same things, better wages, better hours, you know, better working conditions broadly. You're still going to have to fight for those things, no matter what job you take here. You know, that's the capitalist system. As I try to make sure that people know that when I'm talking to them. And it's not initially, again, about, hey, let's start a union together, buddy. It's, hey, there's problems here. And you and I aren't the problem, right? It's our managers, and here's why, right? Uh, identifying those problems is is the most important first step for, for anybody who's trying to organize. Yeah. So what do you got going on right now? I know you've got this petition um, going out. Is there, like, like what else? Like, you're kind of in a growth mode, it sounds like. You want to you wanna bring people in. You want to get the IU organized. Uh, you want to build up these individual industrial union branches, um, what, like, what's your ask for workers right now? What do you like, what do you want on the ground? On the ground, uh, we essentially need people, uh, we need more people managing the social media and helping us out with that. Um, a lot of what we're, we're doing, you know, on a day-to-day basis, because it is daily work at this point, I didn't think it would be, we're kind of loose in our overall organization right now. And we're working to tighten that up a little bit, but it's important to be a little bit loose sometimes too. It, it makes it, it makes yourself flexible in, in, the, in the tactics that you can take collectively. But, um, you know, answering the social media calls, you know, uh, the questions, you know, about organizing or questions about questions from anti-vaxxers about whether it's legal for them to be discriminated against. We can answer that for you. Like um, we, we get all kinds of, of stuff from a, a wide variety of backgrounds. Um, we also, you know, what we're seeking is uh, I think what we're going to try and do is as um, Adam, who is one of the original from the original store um, has been kind of a media li- liaison for us and has helped uh, kind of guide things a little bit uh in in the right direction he's uh certified to do the organizing 101 training so i think we want to host that as as target workers unite in uh, october if we can to get people ready for the the season and you know knowing their rights um so a large part of it is education uh trying to build the the right outlook amongst everybody who you know knows what we want but doesn't necessarily know how to achieve it quite yet um getting that uh, in the in this in the same uh, kind of straight line uh, towards uh, being able to achieve more and make bigger bigger strikes bigger work actions everywhere I had a question that might be backtracking a bit but uh, sure. what what made you guys uh, choose the IWW because I know there's other unions that organize you know grocery stores and that kind of stuff uh we were already kind of ideologically aligned with the iww um you know broadly you know some of the the you know initial members that have been voting on this stuff uh it it hasn't been that many we've had like participation but as far as like 
people being, it's always been on a participation basis. You show up to a meeting, you're a member of Target Workers Unite. And again, we need that to kind of tighten up because we can't have people, well, we can, but it's not as um, reliable to have people jumping in and out, in and out, in and out. Um, We know that's going to happen. Target is a very, you know, fluctuating position to be in. And like you said, you know, you drop down to 14 hours, 14 hours a week, you know, or even a paycheck in January or February, you're going to have to get out. We know that's going to happen. But the ability for us to organize broadly, uh, again, have this kind of industrial format where we're, anybody who works for Target can come and we're going to support you. That was deeply important to us um, because, again, we don't want to be um, organizing just for ourselves. You know, when Target can squeeze a shipped shopper for for their funds, uh, for their paycheck and labor. How do people get involved? Um, and like, what are your next big goals? I know you have a store that is that is fighting bad management. I've just read that petition. That that's that's a garbage situation. Um, but if people want to get involved, like how do you direct them to begin building up their own kind of local cell? What's the process for that? So, yeah, that's part of, uh, why we're drafting these bylaws and formalizing things a little bit. We want people to be, uh, you know, members of the IWW we want, uh, in order to, to join, um, or, you know, at least to be able to pay dues. Essentially, we're, we're directing people to our social media first to reach out to us through that. Um, we direct them into our private group. Um, uh, it's just a, a chat. Uh, they don't have to download any new apps or anything like that for it. Um, you can reach out to us through the website. We have our, our email on there. Uh, we have all of our social media through targetworkersunite.com. Um, and we'll, we'll get you in there. Uh, we want to make sure that you know people are educated People know exactly, you know, not know exactly, even the education isn't going to change your personality to where you're more outgoing. But you think about it a little bit. Uh, I'm not more outgoing than I was before I, I went through the training. But thinking about it, you you get an understanding of why the strategy works um, as, as you go through it and as you kind of push through that. Um, and then we have monthly meetings. Sometimes we have more uh, than just a monthly meeting, um, just depending on what kind of campaigns we're going. I think uh, spring is when we really decided that we were going to get this IU together. We wanted to get these bylaws together. Uh, And so we're having weekly meetings to make sure that we're voting. We were making sure that this was done collectively and and democratically as possible. So, um, but most of the time we just have a monthly meeting, determine what our next course of action is for that month, report on what had happened the previous month and, uh, and make sure that, you know, everybody has a say in, in what they think, you know, would be a good idea. Some people, you know, I don't work in the warehouse. So, you know, if, if somebody from the warehouse wants a campaign drawn up a statement, uh, something that, you know, we can help them out with, then we're going to help them out with that. Um, so that's the best way is it's still at this point done through participation. That's what we're looking for. And you participate with us and you're like what a union is. It's workers making their workplace better, attempting to. And as long as you're doing that, that's you're in our union. Like do it with us and, and you're in our union. Right. Um, and don't be a manager. 
<laughs> and don't be a manager. Oh, I, if you're a manager, you can tell us all the crappy stories about how you're exploited, and we'll share those. And you know, you're harassed. We understand that, like the team leads, low level management, just as exploited. They just get a higher wage, you know, and it's mm-hmm. ramped up. You know, they're expected to be there twenty four seven. But unfortunately, you got hiring or firing power. We can't, you know, have you in here. Just keep keep uh, feeding us info. Uh, don't be a manager is like the IWW version of don't be a dick. <laughs> don't be a standager. Don't stand management. Oh, that's uh, the, not that even is getting the worst. paid for that, brother. That is the worst. I, I've known a few people that like the only reason they want to like talk to the bosses is because they want to open up the position for themselves. And it's like, that's a bad, bad goal. That's a not something we're all going to work for. <laughs> and it's, it doesn't work anyway, right? Yeah. Yeah. No, it never does. They just hire outside. Yeah, so I'm like super impressed by the uh, amount of organization you guys got going on. Um, and as someone who used to work at Target and hated it, um, I wish it would have been around when I was there. Um, <laughs> uh, any closing thoughts, Derek? No, I think you know I've I've been looking over the survey that y'all did, and you know I think you've been. Of here. course, you did, you statistician motherfucker. Whatever, whatever. <laughs> I like. I like. He heard, I like. He heard the word graphs, and he was like, "Ooh, <laughs> <laughs> nothing wrong with that." I like I like a good bit of data to go off of, uh, but you've got some really great stories in here, and and like this is this is a really this is a really good this is there's just a lot of good stuff in here, and um, one of the one of the big points in organizing that I've always found so interesting is like the idea of education. It's one of those things that's really hard to do, apart from the fact that education can be you know education is a way that we give workers hope. It's also the way that we connect people to our broader struggle, right? And and you have so many good stories in here that that you like. I think it'd be a great idea for you to take some of this stuff and slap it into a a like talking points memo to people. Uh, you don't have to call it a memo. Memo is a terrible word, but you know, put it like a talking point saying, like, look, here are stories that people have shared on these subjects. You know, when you're talking to your fellow workers, you can talk to people about the potential OSHA violations. You're not alone. Many of us are having these problems. Here's a store somewhere else that had this that had this experience. Oh yeah, you're not you're not you're not able to take your fifth your second fifteen. Most of us aren't. Like the only way that we're going to fix that um, is if we come together and demand fixes to that. So I think you've got a bunch of really good education topics in here. Uh, really good ways to like connect people to it's not just you alone. It's all of us working on this. I'm excited to see the work continue. I'm excited to see your IU boot up and become a thing. And I guess my only kind of closing question is, have you all been talking with the industrial worker at all about getting like news stories out or press releases? They've been working with some of our campaigns locally and they've given some of our people really good media advice. They've they're they're like working on some releases that might happen if a campaign goes public. Uh, there's a lot of a lot of good resources there. Have you have you reached out to the industrial worker? I'm not aware that we have. Uh, I can definitely bring that up um, because yeah, we have our media liaison. Uh, but yeah, I I can obviously you know the the role is is available for anybody who wants it. If somebody wants to talk to CNN representing Target Workers Unite, we can. Let the thing we we want to know about it, but we want to make sure that that happens. So um, I'm not aware that we have. Uh, we just released a press release uh, for our hazard pay petition yesterday or the day before. Never remember these things. <laughs> again, so many things are happening all at, all at once. Uh, you know, from day to day. So 
we've we've uh, we've got that press release out, and I'll make sure that we definitely send that up. I think we're always looking for worker stories. So if people want to talk about their story, or if um, you know you have a group of target workers and you're trying to talk about a particular narrative and highlight some specific problems in your workplace, we'd love to talk to people and just kind of talk about those experiences. Um, I think that would be great. Let us Absolutely. know. All right, that, I think that wraps it uh, up for the day. Uh, thank you so much to Andrew for joining us. Um, thanks, Derek, as always. Mm. And um, yeah, uh, see you next time. See you next time. And that's the show, folks. It was recorded and edited by me, fellow worker Jason. The intro and outro song are also by me, fellow worker Jason. If you'd like to join the IWW and be part of the One Big Union, go to iww.org slash join. If you have any questions, comments, or concerns for us, you can always email us at ypsilanti at iww.org. And until next time, an injury to one is an injury to all.